We all know this parable, right? Every single one of us has heard it before. I mean, at least every Catholic I know knows this parable, the parable of the landowners. And it's one that always, I don't know about you, but it bothers me. Because I hear it and I'm like those guys who are pretty upset (laughs) that I'm not getting more. At least I like to think that I'm one of those guys who was there all day. Maybe I was one of the ones who showed up at 5 o'clock and did only an hour of work. But, you know, I like to think, no, I've been here all day. I should get more than a buck, right? But that's not how to look at this parable. There are so many different ways we can look at this parable. One of them, we can kind of zoom out because this is one of those parables that it's super easy to go and look at our own personal lives about it. But if we zoom out, we can see that there's actually a lot more going on here. This parable, it works on so many different levels. For example, Israel always understood the vineyard to be the kingdom of Israel. But here, Jesus is correcting that. He says, no, this is the kingdom of heaven. And so the landowner, that is God, he goes out and he seeks laborers to work in his vineyard. And so who are these first children of the kingdom of God? They're Israel. They're the ones who show up in the morning and they work with God all of this time. But then, God calls more people into his kingdom throughout the day as they become ready. So more people are there to call into His kingdom at 9 o'clock. More are there to call into His kingdom at noon. More are there at 3. And then, you know, late to the party, the 5 o'clock crowd shows up. But He still calls them and invites them into His kingdom at that very last hour of the day. And what a great joy that is that God is so welcoming to people. But then we get to the end. And he pays them all the same wage because he is generous. But then when we realize that the wage that God gives is not money, but it's the possibility of eternal life with him, spending eternity in that eternal joy, I mean, I'm okay with taking that even if I've been there all day. But recognizing that gift that God invites everyone to when we zoom out, and see that he is inviting all nations to be a part of his kingdom. But then, of course, there is that personal interpretation of the parable where every person shows up to God at a different point in their life. Yes, we receive baptism, most of us, when we are young. We receive our sacraments all throughout our life. But at some point, we become ready to accept God into our hearts. I remember it really clearly when this finally happened. Um, This week, the Catholic radio people were in town and they're having priests on the radio to ask for money, right? And so I was talking about my vocation story a couple of times. And it reminded me of when that moment was for me. By the grace of God, I grew up here in Wichita and had the gift of a Catholic education. And I know my parents had to work hard for it because even though, you know, the church handles the tuition, there's still other things that they have to provide. So I had all of those years of Catholic education, but during college, well, you know, it's college, all right? Uh, You kind of grow a little lukewarm. So I was still going to Mass, but I remember the day 
I was standing in my apartment and I realized there's something missing in my life. And the only way I'm going to find that is if I double down on my faith. I got to turn to God because he's the only one who can fill that hole in my heart. Each one of us is going to have that moment, if you haven't already had it, where we recognize I have to have God in my life. And that's when we show up to work at the vineyard. And that's a good thing. But then when we realize there are people who show up later in their life, we can't be jealous of them. You know, uh, they say that Constantine, the emperor, he waited until the very last moment of his life to convert. (laughs) And it was probably good for him because he did a lot of bad stuff. And if he had to remember all of it in confession, it would be rough, right? But anyways, sorry, I shouldn't make jokes like that. (laughs) Um, But even those people who convert at the very last moment of their life are welcomed with the same grace, with the same welcoming by God. And that's a cause of rejoicing because God's kingdom has grown. And when when God's kingdom grows, that means there is more love to go around. That's just how it works because there are more people to spread it. Maybe they're not on this earth, but they're in heaven spreading that love. And so those are the two ways I can think of just right now where we can look at this parable and we can say, you know what? Yeah, I I have this tendency to hear that parable and, and get you know, I'm right up there with those guys, but then I I dig deeper and I'm like, no, wait a second. This gift God wants to give us is so great. And I think the first reading today, it helps us because it reminds us of what we need to do to be those good laborers in that vineyard because that's what we are. We're these laborers. He says, turn to the Lord for mercy, to our God who is generous and forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. And that tells us what we must do. We must seek every day to make our thoughts the thoughts of the Lord, to make our ways the ways of the Lord. And to in every moment of our life, Seek to be that source of forgiveness and mercy for all of those around us. I've been on forgiveness for a few weeks now, and the gospel seems to be telling me to do that a lot lately. But I think it's because our world is in so desperate need of it. If we look around, what do we see? We see unforgiveness. We see all of this trouble. You know, every once in a while... (laughs) might just help to give them a good Catholic example of shutting our mouth, listening to them, and then saying, you know what? God loves you. And just leaving it at that.